0: What's up? So, this episode went a little sideways. We had some uh, technology problems with Nixon's equipment. We had technology problems with our equipment. Uh, We had a lot of issues. Uh, Card got corrupted. Don't even know how that happened. Uh, Very frustrating things. Um, So, Nixon's audio is pretty good. Our audio uh, is not. It's okay. It sounds kind of like you're in the room with us, but it's not with our fancy microphones. Uh, I tried to clean it up best I could. That said, the show is pretty solid. It's stupidly funny. And you're not really here to hear us as much as you are here, Nixon. It's a great conversation. Next time, we're just going to go uh, see Nixon in person. See, I didn't say do it in person because Nixon is already laughing at my face. What's up and welcome to another exciting, exciting adventure of Ride the Rebellion podcast. We have a very special episode today because the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, the man with no last name, the man who's not a crook, Uh, Nixon is with us and we'll, we'll cut over to him in a second. So we'll do our little housekeeping in the front half. And with me today, as always, is the king of the South Alabama turndown, the reigning defending champion of the rebellion, or your champion. He's really your champion. He's not my champion. I don't. I always come in second. That's what I do, apparently. uh, The first to my second, Dale Boyd of Dale Boyd Management. What's up? The people's champ. <laughs> you are technically the That's people's champ. That's what I should
1: have done for the fat tire thing.
0: The Rock? People's champ, yeah. The you got to be careful, though. I know. I, could. I mean, he's technically ethnically ambiguous, so I think you... But if you decided to put anything on your face that's uh, polish, that's... you, Robert Downey Jr. territory. Yeah, he can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Um. So, quick updates, a couple of things right before we get to Nixon. You should know a couple of things. First off, uh, last week, obviously, uh, it was pointed out to us several times. We did not mention our sponsors. Right, yeah. We totally totally fucked that up yeah so well that's because we lost all of our sponsors um if you guys watched two episodes ago uh there's we fucked it up worse (laughs) it was pretty bad yeah and we lost everyone so uh shout out uh and thank you for our previous sponsors so we do have a new uh set of sponsors um you know and we have been asked not to get as dirty uh they don't want us to be as dirty they don't want us to be as lewd but most importantly not as dirty new sponsor and get yourself a new
1: tattoo at huh? War Tattoo. Man. Oh. it's super rad. And he's his name's Kevin Black. He's a new guy that we just new met. on the scene. New, yeah, new on the we scene. We just uh, got reintroduced to this fella, and he'll do some beautiful artwork on your fantastic arms and legs that you can get tuned up if you go to
0: ride and just try, <laughs> <laughs> ride <Run> and try <laughs> if you get get over to run and try uh you you know what's important for tattoos you know what's important if you get an arm tattoo you need to make sure that tricep looks good that is so cool. at run and try they'll make your legs look good yeah
1: so that it, it draws the attention off of your small that's biceps
0: <laughs> that was so well done I yeah. didn't click over but they got the audio part of it thank yeah, that's God good um yeah so uh run and try if you haven't been over there i again wore my shoe we talked about this uh once before i've bought shoes from there before and i really enjoyed them and i ran in them and it does make a difference running shoes make a difference i don't care what anyone says you should head over there i rode in some shoes i forgot my pedals pedal shoes i saw that last yeah and i rode in some trail shoes they were um what were those topos yeah topos and, uh, I got a pair of those and they are actually like in desperation. If you need to, some riding shoes that aren't really riding shoes and you happen to have some topos, they're f- perfect for riding bikes. Fair. Dual purpose. That's why we run and try. <laughs> hey, that was well done. Um, all right. So this episode, a couple of things that happened, we had lots of technical problems. Uh, the, the, the universe knew that we were going to get this great, uh, bit of stuff from Nixon. So there's a couple things that went right and a couple things went wrong. You'll notice them. Maybe you won't. If I do my job, you won't. But maybe I'd just do a half-assed part of my job. Uh, either way, it's a very good episode. We're very excited to have him. Very blessed to have him back on. Uh, there's a little bit of love fest at the end. But if you have a chance, uh, what is is it? At Nixon Rides? Is that his? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. He's a, very ambiguous. Yeah, well, uh, he's is worth that a word. F- yeah. Yeah, 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 like Ambiguously yeah, yeah. Gay Duo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, if you have a chance, house, yeah. head over and check out uh, Nixon's uh, socials, whatever they are. We don't even know what they are. He didn't even plug it. He did plug uh, his bike shops. Yeah. And Epic his, bikes.
1: And Cannondale, of course.
0: A little bit, though. Yeah. A little bit.
1: He's way out in the pasture now, apparently.
0: Yeah, I am going to try and show whatever clips I have. I don't know yet because we record... So we recorded Nixon's interview, so you guys know. And then we recorded this intro and then the outro. So uh, there was a very great moment where he went bananas. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping it's still there. So we'll see if it happens. It was
1: very good. The shit was bananas. It was bananas.
0: (laughs) All right. So here is Nixon.
2: (laughs) That's the podcast so far.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll just set that up then. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to, I think what I'll do is just do this. Hi, welcome back to the show. I don't know why I said that. It's not like we have commercial breaks on this stupid thing, but with us today is always one of our favorite guests and the myth and legend, the guy who just flushed the toilet back for another episode. He had a beautiful set set up. You guys can see some of that. We'll show a clip of it so you understand it, but we had all kinds of technology problems. So we're jumping back in. Welcome back to the show. Once again, our first time, second guest that's what you will always be the second coming the second coming you are the second coming
2: I mean, the jokes are just as terrible the second time as they are the first time but we all know it's more than second (laughs) (laughs)
0: welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen nixon the man who has no last name
2: yeah yeah it's good to be here and uh i do want to reiterate uh because we did have a good test run I do want to touch on some things about the first podcast because I did take a listen to it and my God, my voice is fucking amazing. <laughs> I feel like if I, I didn't know I was imparting that kind of a gift on your audience of four people uh, bug, bug listening to it twice. It actually counts as two people. But at the same time, uh, the reference when it was, fuck it, we'll do it live was Bill O'Reilly. So if you look that up on YouTube, F it, we'll do it live. That's what I was pertaining to. Uh, my delivery's terrible. It's not. It's not you guys. Uh, I think that's it. I, wanna, I also want to mention that at JC Mackey, too, on Instagram, RIP. I'm assuming he's dead because I barely hear anything from him. Never got to meet him. I'm assuming he rides bikes still. Hopefully, I have no clue. Uh, also, shout out to and I hate shout outs because I'm not a thug or a rapper. Uh, but shout out to Paul, who I met at Santos Fat Tire Festival in Florida. He was very kind. Came over. Brought a six-pack of ciders. I made that last part up. Uh, but hung out for a little bit. Let me know, like, hey, I don't really like those guys, but uh, I get free stickers and stuff, so that's why we hang out. And I was like, cool, man. I get it. I'm on the same page. <laughs> hey, Paul's
1: Paul's getting ready to leave to go to Burning Man. So he might be getting some Did you,
2: did you just try to say Birmingham and because it's Alabama accent you fucked it up? No, I'm definitely not Alabama accent. <laughs> <I'm> burning Man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he uh, Paul's rolling out to Burning Man, so like now it's one of those scenarios of like, are you? I guess he could join you. Have you been to Burning Man before?
2: Um, actually, I've been to Burning Man East Coast. Yeah, he, was- which is at a place called Deerfield, North Carolina, Western North Carolina, where the mountains are, um, and it was kind of that was like the hippie side of things, and then the ironic Burning Man out west where they buy a bunch of gas from the man and then burn mechanical things (laughs) right whatever uh that became the big draw which by the way is just outside of the town nixon in nevada any relation yes but we'll talk about that on the fourth podcast um but yeah i have been to the east coast one and it was uh it was all right
0: it all right. All that to tee it up. It's funny you say, we just had a guy start riding with us and he was very quick to correct everyone around him that it's Nevada, not Nevada. Yeah. I mean, he was fast to connect it. Is that, you have some history there. Is, is that literally, is that a real thing? Are you not supposed to say Nevada? Are you supposed to say Nevada, not Nevada?
2: Oh, it's a real thing that there are idiots out there correcting what you say. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing.
0: Um, all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna re-ask a question because i thought it was an interesting comment or i'm gonna ask this you could you maybe just because it was a little broken up i do want to I-, I would love for you to
2: tell the- hey, hey hey hey, it was one time and it was in college and i didn't hurt that bad and it doesn't prove anything i was just experimenting oh that's adequate too i'm okay with that
0: <laughs> but was
2: there you you're
0: telling me a story about us. uh, uh a gentleman that was a driver for Specialized, you were telling us earlier. Could you, could yeah. you tell that? Because it tees up the next thing I wanted to ask you. But could you tell a story again about how uh, it was normal mountain biker or whatever?
2: Yeah. So so uh, a, a good friend of mine that does used to do the uh, demo routes with Specialized, he started with Diamondback and then he got a job with Specialized. Uh, he was letting me know that he was at the Sea Otter this year and the tent at Sea Otter with Specialized, which is a one of the more sizable tents, had a bunch of amazing talent, legends and current as well. Um, I think Ned Everend was there and uh, some of their other writers. I'm not sure who they are, uh, but they were signing autographs for posters. But he said, uh, Nixon, it was amazing to see the line of people, old and young, male and female, and everything in between, wrapped around the tent to see this dude who was just creating content, who was sponsored by Specialized, but got sponsors because he was creating creative content uh, that was wrapped around the tent to just get signed from him. So these other people that had done and still do amazing things on bikes didn't quite have the same numbers as this dude who was just making content, which I was relating to the movie industry. This is a real opportunity for uh, people just making funny films on YouTube or... Instagram or TikTok or whatever, there's a real shot here to make some content that they could generate some money from. And 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 I will also reiterate that of course most of us agree the money is upside down. The fact that any actor gets paid more than a teacher is not anything against actors or the industry. It's probably against us because we're paying more for movies than we're paying for teachers. So it's probably introspectively on us and we could change those things probably but i don't want to get too political this early in the podcast no no
0: i get it i think it's interesting have you have you not seen any of normal mountain biker stuff
2: before i I see it sometimes on instagram it comes across my page yeah that's why i see some stuff and i like it it's pretty goofy and i love goofy um but i don't i don't yeah i have a whole weird thing with algorithms and uh, Instagram and, and the fact that he's killing it is well deserved. That guy does a great thing. So does that other weirdo with a mustache. Oh yeah, that guy. He has like these, like super simplified Uber, but I think it relates to a lot of people that don't ride bikes. Again, credit to Ride the Rebellion. Uh, it kind of brings people into the fold of like, yeah, what is what is the mountain bike all about? And this dude does a really good goofy interpretation of like what dropper posts do or why we spend eight grand on one bike that we could be happy with one you know i I like those relatively things that are bringing new riders into the fold and also like never have ridden kind of understand the um for lack of a better term retardedness in that we're delayed in our thinking with uh how we feel about bikes
1: (laughs) and also retarded
2: oh shit that's a hard r on that retarded <laughs> that's, a, that's a
0: full circle comment. oh that's a whole conversation did you uh do you think it's kind of fascinating do you think that some of the stuff from the social side this rebellion not to make it sound like it's plugging ourselves but that this rebellion that is occurring and some of this content side is that people are finally realizing something you made a very good point it's never left me like it's on the shirt like that's all real stuff is like Yes, there are mountain bikers, but in reality, a lot of us are just riding trails and we're trail biking. There's no reason to get so serious about it. But do you think that some of these guys like normal mountain biker who shreds, he's a great rider. Do you think that they're helping to change the reality that we're in of like only big companies or only pursue this dream of being, you know, the next uh, top tier rider that's only riding in Pisgah or not even that. They don't even share that stuff anymore. It's only Whistler now that's only riding up in that way. Do you think it's? do you think there's a change coming? Is it, is it, is there like a rebellion of people saying like, Hey, look, just ride your bike.
2: I think, I think the, the older I get, the more I get to have these bullshit answers that don't answer your question. I think what it is, is that it's always changing. And I don't know if it's like chicken or the egg. I don't know if we, as a, as a riding community, are we adapting to what we're seeing or is what we're seeing adapting to what we're doing? I think it's kind of a, double-edged sword i know that uh, uh the companies that i've had privy to talk with conversations about like sponsorships and team things and marketing things like that it is a game of trying to be ahead of the curve and then somewhere halfway through the season like oh we need to respond to this because most people want this or whatever so it's a real game of trying to predict but then like anything is right trying to make money and trying to predict what's going to happen, but then you're also trying to listen to the people and be like, "Hey, what do they want? Do they want 120 miles of travel? Do they want a slack head tube? Do they want whatever?" So it's kind of a game of uh, trying to make it happen. So I don't think it's I don't think that the YouTube or Instagram producers are changing the face of trail riding. I think what it is is just it's it's morphing. It's always morphing. It's not a one sided thing. It's like uh, the demand of what we buy as consumers affects what they produce and then they're trying to force stuff down our throat uh, politely and then also we're not responding to some things and some things we are so that's it's always morphing if we if you and I could figure that out right now we'd be uh, financially empowered more than we are now
1: what do you do you think about this though like maybe a company looks at it uh, it. maybe a company looks at it and says hey we're spending 50 million dollars to send Luke Bruni to Europe we can give this dude on YouTube that's going to get way more eyes and ears and and influence. Um, we can give him ten million, and he's going to get way more. You know, he's going to have more
2: of an influence than Bruni is because he's more relatable to the average person. It's like a and that and that's who's buying bikes, right? Right. The pro the pro guys and girls are not buying bikes. Mm-hmm. So that that lets you know that where the market's going. The market has always been, hey, we're we're making these bikes. For the average person, it drives me apeshit when people say, like, well, I'm not a pro, so I don't deserve. Well, first of all, it's not about deserving. Do you want a, a fishing lure, blinding, polished silver uh, commensal, and, and it's above your ability, and you uh, rip chains up because you're a poor mechanic and shift like a sh- an asshole? No, no, not not anybody I know or that we know. Uh, it's not for the. It's not for the pros. It's for us. It's for us to consume these bikes. And I, I work at a bike shop, and I'm in the industry somewhat. But I still buy stuff, right? So my my opinions are shaped also by these things as well. Uh, the value of the pros is putting a good face on the product, and also a lot of pros are heavy in the R and D department, right. and the R and D department is what makes a big difference in the product you're receiving. Yes, you can get a badass carbon hardtail for let's say 100 whatevers or you can get another one that's 900 whatevers is there a difference absolutely will most people be able to tell the difference maybe not but there's a real value in the r&d and making that that bike better than just what it looks like
1: yeah, and I have a – I mean, I've said this multiple times to tons of people. I have a Specialized with 6,000-plus miles on it, and I don't know that I'll ever own another Specialized, but I will never talk shit about their product. Or they've, they've had the money to R&D stuff to the point that I I can never do anything that they haven't already tested, right? Like, that bike has been built to be shredded, and it has. So, like, I'm, I'll never des- destroy any company. But I do see a ton of those companies, they popped up right before COVID, Uh, Maybe during COVID, uh, there was a ton of like small boutique companies that might be struggling now or like trying to change their way that they're doing things because, hey, these companies were doing it for a reason so many years, right? Like the big companies, because they had it figured out, like, let's just jump in and make bikes real cheap. And it's like, well, wait, we we can't afford to do this that long, you know? So I don't know. I think that there is a shift. There's always going to be a shift in every industry. But I think that the other thing that like bike shops... Have the advantage of over the internet is there's an experience you can get when you walk into a bike shop that you cannot get online right like dudes like you are valuable to the bike industry more than anything but let's
0: let's be honest like if if i had a nixon at my lbs i would just go hang out like it would be like yeah i don't mean there'd be nothing uh, erotic about it but it's a little bit of hero worship involved in the sense that like if I could just sit and go talk to – I would be in that bike shop right. all the time because at every moment, either I'm going to laugh, he's going to bust my balls, or I'm going to learn something that's going to change not even my riding. It might change my physical attributes of life. Like it might change everything about it. Right. And you would only get that from an LBS side of things.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and thank you so much. And I would also quit the same day you started hanging out. <laughs> so that would be a short-term thing, which is great for all of us, right? My, my, my jokes that I say every day are good for the one day. And then also the fact that I've got, you know, that, that, but I, I love that you guys are like that. I love that we have, I just listened to the first podcast that I did with you guys. And I was, I was getting so pumped again. I listened to the pump, uh, podcast you did this week released. I get so pumped about that stuff. Uh, but I love it that we're on the same, it's, it's not a hero worship thing. It's a respect and a positive energy transfer where you guys, I, I herald you guys for what you're doing. Cause I can't do what you do. Uh, and you guys respect what I do, and there's an exchange of information, which is again not a hippie, but I, I love that energy transfer where you're stoked, I'm stoked, we're sharing ideas. The fact that people want to listen, and you guys know this better than anybody, the fact that people tune in to listen is amazing. Oh, I still well, now I want to I want to steer this I want to steer this conversation a little bit because you guys have had the helm for far too long. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about your group rides what is each of your guys favorite thing about your local group ride
0: go ahead um i like it my favorite thing uh so i have two the first one would be my favorite thing about the local group ride is when uh someone shows up challenges that to challenges and dale has to go wait <laughs> Way faster than he should during the summer heat just because his ego won't let him ride peacefully. That's one of my favorites. And I'll ride in very last spot so I can really know that he's super miserable the entire time. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) That's total truth. You know what my favorite part is? Uh, Aside from uh, torturing Dale, my my other portion would be, in all honesty, is when somebody shows up that's new and we have an opportunity to, to watch them ride the first time and be like, what do you think? They're like, yeah, that was fun. It was hard. And then they show up week after week. And, and then you see them go, oh my God, that was so much fun. And then you see them go, I want to push more. And you're like, wait a second. You want to do a pre-lap? It's that moment that someone shows up an hour early to pre-ride the, the group ride. Yeah. That right there, that's the best feeling in the world. And usually we go, hey, you want to come join the rep? Yeah. Like it ends up, we recruit them because they're just like the kind of people that we know are going to, They're going to love the, love the concept of riding a bike beyond just riding a bike. They realize that it's benefiting their mind, body, and spirit, you know, like it's a huge portion of it. So that, that would be mine. That's a great question, by the way. No one's ever asked that before. Thank you.
2: Uh, But you guys inspire that kind of questioning Dale.
0: Yeah.
1: So mine, uh, mine actually, it brings me, it's like maybe a nostalgic thing for myself, but I, I get it from other people. Um, whenever I see somebody new pull in, in the same regard, but I love seeing that new person pull in and like. I understand the awkwardness that they're feeling of a parking lot full of douchebags and they pull in and they're like trying to get their bike off their car. Super cool. And like try to be cool and like roll over and be, try to fit in right away. And I just love that. Like that feeling of, Hey, this person doesn't have a clue. And we have all been there and we have all tried to come into this group ride, that same feeling. And it's, it's like, I don't want to give them a hug right away. Like I don't want to invite, I want them to like experience the whole, like, rolling up and maybe skidding your tire just a little bit so that everybody sees you there you know like I want them to have that whole thing without me just saying hey what's up welcome you know so I love that and I also love um just the relationships that have developed like last night we were riding it was a it, it was a different group of people that we don't normally ride with I mean I guess it was the same but mostly the same but uh, some different and I love how afterwards you know we're almost done and everybody's like, Dale, is it almost beer time? And I'm like, wait, am I an alcoholic or do I just hang out in the parking lot too long? Like I was trying to figure it out. Yes. Yes, on both (laughs) accounts. I do love that. I I, I think it's just the the camaraderie side of all of it is building is building and obviously the bike riding is fun. Like we've said from the day one, that our trails aren't great, but we can have a great community, right? Like just the being on the trails with other people makes them more fun
0: than what the trails themselves joy brings. Uh, let me fire one back at you then, uh, Nixon, is, is your, what is y'all's, like in your area, what's your average trail, what's what's the size of the group on average? Like, do you guys have pretty good numbers or
2: is it like way fluctuating? Okay, so group rides are one of my favorite things all time because it's this herd of buffalo that are riding together with the same principle, what you guys talk about, community and just you, you, you have this community, and then you ramp it up with adrenaline and excitement and testosterone and estrogen and whatever. I, I love that. I, get, I, I just put a post up on Instagram last night about how it was still buzzing from the group ride yesterday. So currently, and I've already forgotten your question, so fuck it. Uh, currently, I'm running three group rides a week, and it's Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And each ride has its own little niche, which is interesting because people assume like, oh, Nixon's doing this group ride on Thursdays. That's what Tuesday's going to be like. And I'm, there's a real, like, and I was just talking to a guy. I'll introduce him in a minute. There's a real emotional investment in making group rides work for the majority. We're never going to please everybody, right? Really true. Mm-hmm. We want to please the majority. That's what we want. There's always going to be the outliers that are like, too hungry for your podcast. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that's not in the right mind, but then also people that talk shit because they, they just, that's what they do. But that majority, that huge piece of pie in the middle is what we're aiming for. That's what we want. The community we're talking about. Uh, so the group rides we're doing now, we have a shop ride out of the bike shop, Epic bikes in Tallahassee. We have a shop ride there that we do A's and B's and we split the A's from the B's. They do a longer ride on the A's, and the B's do a, a softer ride with some stops. And then Wednesdays is practice loops for the Florida State Championship put on by Gone Riding Events, GoneRiding.com. It's a big, big race that anybody can race from any state. Uh, it's in Tallahassee, um, and it's the most attended race of the eight race series for Florida State Championships. And it's not that far from you, monkeys. So if you want to come over, We'll house you, feed you, give you ciders and then put you on the race course to your detriment. But anyways, that being said, uh, I asked the question about group rides because there was this guy I was mentioning earlier that I, we, we ride bikes. We meet these people that are like, what do you do? And that's just a question we ask. And they tell you, and I've been so humbled on my bike my whole life, which is part of why I like it. Um, I just realized we were sitting on the grass my hand of course in dog shit i didn't realize till later but we we're talking to these guys and there's a mag lab professor scientist uh, right there and there's a the lead for the fsu psychiatry program wow and then there's the city planner uh dean of of whatever professor from fsu and the idiot me who likes doing wheelies and getting free stickers right I love that we all mix them because otherwise we were not hanging out. And if we are, it's because I paid too much to go to school and I failed that anyways. But talking to the psychiatry guy, he's been running a group ride for 20 years called Dirt Church in Tallahassee where they take bikes and they get lost in the forest, the ANF, Appalachia, Cola, National Forest. And they just find their way. And they go through plantations and they go through hunting grounds during hunting season by mistake. And they do all these things. And we start talking and I realize that part of probably what he's doing is, He's studying this whole group ethic of group rides. Wow. And it was, I got nervous because I realized he's looking into my, I don't have a soul. So he's looking into my cavernous brain cavity, whatever. Uh, So I I totally beat him at his game. But I realized, like, I was asking questions like, is there an emotional investment in group rides? And he was like, absolutely. And like, is it from the group leader? It isn't from people that also show up first time. And he goes, it's everybody. Everybody has this weird emotional thing where Dale was talking about how being cool. So, so Dale says, I remember being. Guess what, Dale? You go to a ride where there's 15 or one professional world champion uh, trail rider, and you're going to feel the same way. You're going to fuck up. You're going to skip your shoe. You're going to forget your cleats. You're going to your water bottle's going to spill. Whatever that is. And I still get that too. Of course, we all get that. Yeah. But that's part of the fun is that that nervous, anxious energy, which is also excitement. Uh, the group ride, which has been my, my, probably since you asked me the question, what am I doing? This whole three group rides a week thing has been this really big emotional investment, which I I get, I benefit. F everybody else who shows up for the rides and has a good time. I don't give a shit if they do or not. It's for me. I want the power.
1: <laughs> I've, I mean, I've had to lead group rides for a few years now, and I feel the exact same way. Like, I if I show up to a group ride and and I think that other people have noticed they've been in the parking lot a couple of times when I've hosted something and no one shows up and I like get mad about it. Like it's not mad that no one showed up, but it's mad that I'm not going to get that emotional support that I needed that night for that ride, you know? So it's like, I look the same, I feel the same exact way. I, I do a lot of those for myself as much as I do for anyone else. And, and to, to grow, You said how the the demographic of people that you got to ride with was different. It triggered me to the idea that we have one of the most diverse mountain bike communities I've ever seen. Even just by looking at people's pictures, like we'll have, the other day, I was a minority there um, after a group ride. Drew was there. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were minorities and it was uh, Filipino guys and uh, African Americans and women and There's all in a local Alabamian where I'm like, dude, where on the planet would this local Southern Alabama guy ever talk to these people outside of this parking lot? He never ever would. But here they're having a normal conversation.
0: But in return, same thing for that group, right? When would they talk to this? Because so to your point, what I find fascinating to echo is it it is it forces us. We have a commonality in that moment. We may not have a commonality in careers. I'm, you know, the dentist bike joke. Yeah. We may not have a a, a professorial uh, career path, but we're all literally there to ride a bike together. I don't know. Go ahead.
1: Because it's like a caveman thing, though. Like, Damn bike right. riding is a
0: yes. skill, you know? It makes
1: us all equal to a certain extent. Like, we all have to be on two wheels. We all have to ride the same trail. We all have... Yes, we're using different equipment to do it, but we're all... We all... Like, it, it kind of levels the playing field, you know? Like... A poor dude could ride with a rich guy or if I, or a smart guy could ride with a dumb guy. And that's where the dumb guy could be smarter than the smart guy. You know, so it's like there's this equal, equality mechanism at work through the woods. And it's, it's super crazy to see how it works sometimes. And sometimes it's crazy to, if I could just take myself out of that situation and just have like a world bird eye view of what's going on. And sometimes I do. I maybe I drink too many natty lights in the bed of my truck, and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what is going on around me right now?" And it's, <laughs> in, in a good way mostly. <laughs> sometimes
2: I just bring it back to reality, be like, "You guys see my bike? <laughs> Look at that." It. I, I like it. I like it that. I like it that Dale looked over you like. And, and dumb guys writing the smart guys, right? He was like looking for some, no. some kind of confirmation. We're, good. We're all the <laughs> same, right?
0: Which one am I? Am I the dumb guy?
2: Right. Or the poor guy? No, no. no. He was not questioning. He knew. He
0: knew.
1: Rich guy, poor
0: guy. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I just actually, want a shirt that says "He Knew, he knew. Nixon" just at the bottom. <laughs> it's just like
1: a quote. <laughs> actually, I'm just confused because there's you're on the screen here, the camera's here, and Drew's here, so I'm just like swivel monster. I'm trying, to, I'm trying
0: to make sure he looks into the camera because if you look down the whole time, because you're yeah. you're below our eye line, so at least it makes sense. You're down uh, my waist level. Let me ask you this. Uh-oh. Classic.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a cough, you're coughing up a fur, a fur
2: It's a it's the cider
0: uh have you have you experienced this where you've gone to ride somewhere and you I'm, I'm teeing it up for you to totally bash me and dale not intentionally though have you gone like ride somewhere and this the reverse effect happens we're talking about the nervousness of getting in the parking lot you're riding for the first time have you ever been the host and the the nervousness to make somebody feel like hey look we're legit too or come <laughs> ride with us these are great trails uh have you ever been on that side of it where the You maybe overextend or you you kind of push the wrong direction instead of just being like, do you guys just want to ride bikes? Instead, it's like, I got to show you how good I am. Have you ever run into that scenario where you're on the other side of that where like somebody overextended towards your your side of riding?
2: No, I'll fucking drop anybody. (laughs) So when they come in the parking lot, I don't give a shit. I'll drop your ass. (laughs) I know these trails. I've got a badass bike and you don't have a chance. And if you do, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to take a shortcut and (laughs) still beat you and then hide my Strava. So fuck you.
0: Here here you go. I'm going to go ahead and just, that was a perfect promo.
2: You can
0: (laughs) have your wrestling belt. belt. That was the best promo I've ever heard.
2: That's now Nixon's belt. Somebody else has got to take it. (laughs) I would love to wear the Wonder Woman belt. That looks fantastic. (laughs) Are you talking about this one the one Dale wears? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I forgot. You can't I'll ask him. It, you I'll have to I'll ask very
0: specific questions yeah, yeah. Cause if you oh, Okay,
2: so so with my with my group rides, they're not. First of all, and I think you guys probably feel the same way. It's not my group ride. Right. Really? I've ridden this group ride for many years, and when I'm by myself, a it's not a group. Uh, it is a group of assholes, but it's just one, so it's not technically a group. It's not a group ride until other people show up. So part of my group ride uh, theory is, like, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And when you're by yourself, Dale, Dale said, like, oh, man, you know, he had some, some interesting thoughts about, like, oh, why is nobody here? For me, my introspection is, like, I think I probably pissed off everybody, which is not abnormal or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then when people start showing up, so last night we had, including myself, we had 10 people show up. And right off the bat, I start I start doing this thing, which is not normal with group rides, which is what I'm trying to change. I said, hey guys, this is what we're doing today. It's called the Coles Flow ride. So we're trying to flow and we're trying to stay together and we're trying to get everybody back to the same point. It is the fastest ride in Leon County. It is the fastest ride in Tennessee off-road. Uh but we don't sprint and we don't try to drop anybody. If you're off the front, look back. And if you're two seconds off, either go or come back to the group. That's kind of my whole, my whole speech with that whole thing. Oh, interesting. But last night we had nine dudes show up. And it was with, with two dudes, a testosterone festival for sure, right? Uh, but with nine dudes, I could see the excitement. I could, I, I'm excited, right? And I've been doing this for three years already. It's already been my ride for three years. But I see it. And I'll ask these guys, hey, is anybody nervous? And everybody looks around like, nope. Fuck you. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm nervous. And I've done this for three years. I'm nervous as in I'm excited. Like, oh, dude, let's let's see what happens. I know shit's going to go down. It's just, it's an adventure. And it's a nails thing. It's caveman. It's It's primal. It's this thing about, and I think we're animals. And we're probably the worst of them. But there's a thing about running with the animals. And our expectations are whatever they are. You know, some people want to be in the front. Some people want to just hang on. Some people want to be in the middle. But there's this whole primal thing. When I hear 10 sets of tires, that's 20 tires, right, hitting the same route. And some are slipping and some are And then we hit a greasy spot. And the two dudes crash. And we don't, we don't stop on this ride. This, this, this Coles ride is legendary in, in my mind. Uh, But it's it's one of these rides where we don't stop. It's advanced. It's a drop ride Meaning we don't stop for anybody other than medical things. I have to say that for insurance purposes Uh, But it's just fun because people know when they come People aren't coming to do the ride specifically. They're coming to see if they can hang on the ride. We don't attack I'm the I'm the this weird like and I'm not gonna use the term uh, But I'm this weird general that comes up to people off the front to be like hey Billy We're just trying to stay together. If you want to go as fast as you can, go ahead. But don't keep dragging these cops off the front. So that's part of the emotional investment is, hey, we're just trying to be the fastest ride in town with the majority of people finishing with us. So obviously I'm addicted to that ride. Uh, But group rides is something I want to touch on it's
1: also, interesting. it's also also uh, your dick goes from this to this when the dude from behind you catches up, and says, hey, Billy, I know you're going as fast as you can go right now, but I'm going to need you to slow it down a
2: little bit. This is a group <laughs> ride. And Nixon's ego is just like, yeah, bitch, I still got it. You're not wrong. <laughs> and I have a name, two names. And I won't name them because one of them listens to the podcast, right? He's one of the four guys. Uh, he's got nothing else to do, obviously. Uh, but there is a, there's a real... Yes, it does stroke my ego to catch that fast guy. But it does I know it also costs me physically to do that too. I gotta catch up to this twenty eight year old kid who's like yeah. fucking pumped to drop these old ass dudes. But at the same time at the same time, most of these, if not all these people that jump off the front of the group ride, they don't finish with us. Mm-hmm. We've done this group ride, it's seventeen miles, and our average creeps up every week. And it's almost to the thing where When somebody does jump off the front, the guys in the back can already say, like, well, he's not going to last. And they don't. Wow. But that's just that old man. We talked about young bull, old bull thing with the whole story. Mm -hmm. I just listened to that podcast. Uh, There's a real thing about, like, the group ethic of a group ride and trying to make that happen. So back to what Dale was saying. I love that energy of a new person coming up and being a little – and you want to hug them. The hug comes from the community side of things like, hey, come on, we're doing this ride, we're doing it together, and afterwards we hang out and whatever. That's I live for that. That's what I really love. I think you guys like that, too. That's what the podcast brings to the community. I think that's one of my favorite things in life.
1: The podcast was started as an extension of what the parking lot was, right? Like yeah, We talked I mean, about, it, like, let's just make... The parking lot atmosphere. We can get a little juice of it during the week if we need it. It's a
2: it's
0: a soft R rated version. It's
2: not a hard R. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the hard R versions in the parking lot. That's days. the Friday Night Lights <laughs> bit. But I I think it's interesting. There's something you said there that's really fascinating to me. Last night was so ours has evolved, and I'm curious. While I'm saying this, uh, I would love to see it on YouTube comments or on Spotify or anywhere. Uh, uh, Post on Nixon's Instagram for all I care, but. I'd actually love to know. I think that's a, there's an interesting story. I've never considered this idea. Almost like um, I'd love to know what other people's group rides are because it's interesting. Bring yes. it up, because dude, they're culturally. I got goosebumps thinking about that. They're 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 fucking culturally specific. Dude. Like the culture of Tallahassee is not that far removed. We have the same temperature. We're thinking about these things, but culturally, the people that are attending that are going to be different than. What Chase and them do up in Birmingham? Their group rides are a whole. You're climbing up a real mountain. You're actually on a mountain for once, right? They're not trail rides anymore for
2: the most part. Or in our oh oh, so they're pedaling they're pedaling uphill and then just coasting on the way down. That's correct. That's accurate.
0: Week.
2: <laughs>
0: so then I was thinking about ours. Like we have this Tuesday ride that's become a little more of like the that that's the majority ride. That's that's our. I don't know. Maybe we're going to try it next time. Yeah. We say zero drop, but we don't stay with the herd. There's usually somebody coming in. You know, there's a tail gunner, Charlie, that's just coming in last. But then Thursdays, we didn't. Thursdays, we actually all kept cadence.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was just recent. That's just the first time that's happened. And that was last, I guess, last night for us. So interesting. I kind of want to borrow your idea and test it. Because what a fun concept to say. It's not just setting pace. It's understanding... That, I mean, if you think about it, what you've created is you're forcing a community. If somebody wants to step out of the community, you're like, go ahead, be on your own. We're still here for you, but you go ahead. And then eventually they may slow down. And, you know, I don't know. It's a very fast. But it's also, it
1: would also be cool, though, if somebody was like, I'm going to go out in the front. And then they beat you back to the parking lot. And then they're like, Jack, because they're like, dude, I took off and you guys didn't catch me. And that's cool for them. And, you know, like, sure. That would be a, a good. I don't know. I think that there'd be a ton of people. I think trying that's to go the, the that
0: may be the athlete in you making that statement, because awesome. like to me, the the difference between us is you have an athletic that's inclination to to win, right? Yeah, and my true. win is that we all came like I'm I'm more the mentality of like we all made it out at the same time. <laughs> right. Like the challenge to me is we all rode at 12 miles an hour, everybody. So the yeah. people that were faster toned themselves down. The people that were slower pulled themselves up and we did it as a team. I'm more like, yeah. bitch, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. There's, but I think maybe I'm still
1: a little scorned about how the group rides previous to the way they were being done. Cause there were still group rides Tuesdays and Thursdays before I got here. Um, it was just a different mind mindset. It was, they took off, and if you're with them, you're with them. If you're not, you're not, and we'll see you in the parking lot. And there was no real organization to it, and I, was, I got scorned because of that. It was like, fine, you don't want me to ride with you? I won't, so I got better than them. you know. So it was like, I don't want to ride with them anyway. They're too slow. Right. So then it became, wait a minute, I want to go back to helping other people that don't have to feel like I feel. But I still have that mentality where it's like, I want to go fast as fast as the next person, but I also don't want, I mean, there's faster people than me. There's plenty of faster people than me, but I don't like the group ride isn't a place to find that out to yeah. me in my mind. I know that your guys, that, that philosophy or that style of a group ride is an awesome idea. I would love to try it. I think it would be fun to see who would, who would uh, decide that it's too hard for them. Like to find out who would quit first.
2: You know, I, th- I think that, I think that drew touched on a a, a good thing with you guys always do, but it's interesting. If we have 10 people on a group ride, there are 10 versions of that group ride. Right. So there's 10 different expectations too. And there's a lot of, there's some guys that come and they're, they're just trying to hang. There's some guys that come that are like, Hey, I'm going to hold back. There's some guys that come that want to blow it up. Right. Um, I think to make a group ride successful, again, referring to that majority of people on the group ride, you're trying to make them stoked. So you're not going to hit that slim percentage of people that want to go faster and you're not going to hit that percentage of people that get dropped right away. But if the expectations are clear from the beginning, that will help grow your majority size. If you tell them this is a drop ride, Hey, we're going to do 17 miles. Hey, it's hotter today. We're going to soft pedal for an hour or we're going to whatever. I think that, again, doesn't get everybody, but it it increases your stoke value being like, oh, this is not the ride for me. Or, yes, I'm on this ride. I'm going to hang as long as I can. Or I'm going to hold back because I don't want faster. And that community thing comes back. There are guys that were on the ride last night that were way faster than what we did last night. However, they held back, and they know they get the scorning from me. It's not a scorning. I guess for them it is probably. I uh, probably don't deliver. My delivery is shit. Just ask anybody within five feet of me. Uh, yeah. But there is a real value to explaining what we're doing and then making that happen. Now, there are rides that is like, sometimes on the Coles ride, I'll say, hey, you guys want to say fuck it and go for it? And this weird thing, it's twice we've offered that. Everybody says, no, I don't want to do that. And then it winds up being this like muted ride to be faster where everybody finishes together which is fantastic. Uh, but the days I don't say that, that's when somebody shows up and wants to blow it up. Which Group rides are always like trails. They're always morphing into something different and changing, and that's part of the beauty of it, you know, the adventure. If it was the same thing all the time, people wouldn't show up. It's kind of boring. But the fact that people show up with emotional investment or physical investment or whatever, that's what makes it. The most exciting rides on those group rides are when shit goes sideways. Well, there's, there's going to be, and I'm, I'm going to, I've been ahead of the curve my whole life, right? There's going to be a real shutdown on the fact that we're wearing plastic clothing.
0: What do you, what do you mean by that? We're back recording. So what, what does that mean? Are we recording? Yeah, 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 we're back.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a shutdown. It's going to take a while. But the fact that we're putting plastic on our bodies every day, it's, it's a problem. And it's going to come to a head, not in our, not in the next year, but it's going to be a problem.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying from the fact that like, I see what you're saying. I mean, that is a, you're absolutely correct. Uh, What's weird to me is that there's a tremendous amount of cotton uh, and and other textiles that are usable on this planet that we could be, and cotton breathes really well. And it's fantastic. I have a few like hundred percent cotton shirts that are, granted, I bought them when I went to Cuba. They were 80, they were 80 bucks for a cotton shirt. That makes no sense. Like- it's abundant. It grows. It's actually a good crop to cycle through. Um, right. And yet, we, like you said, we wear plastic. We're, we're, we're basically wearing plastic. Not, and that's not even just it's index. Like all of our clothes have plastic in them now.
2: It's cheaper. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you mind if I go back to the point about the group ride thing real quick? I have one. Yes. No, do you? Yes.
2: We're moving on. So, no. with politics, current U.S. politics, I just want to you know, go. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Listen. So, do you think that like the group rides,
1: benefit from having somebody that's an alpha that could at any point just take off like sometimes i've heard this in the past that if like you go into a group ride everyone knows who you are locally in your community and so they're like oh well nixon will be there like there's you're the alpha probably even if you de facto alpha cycling alpha um have th- th- right. heard in the past like whenever i've not come to a group ride it's been kind of like hectic and a little bit crazy And it's like, but why do I need to be there? So do you think that they benefit from an an alpha cyclist being there? Not that I'm an alpha cyclist, but maybe in a small group of people. Uh, Can
0: I say one more thing? I think Nixon's touched on this, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think the difference— You're wrong, bitch! (laughs) —is leadership. Yeah, maybe that's it, yeah. Now go ahead, Nixon. Tell me why. What was the word you said? Minutia? Yeah, Yeah. minutia. That's exactly— What do you mean by that? Leadership. It's leadership. That's the key
1: you yes. you can't lead from the back that well, can you? Sure
2: you can. Man. That's what he's doing. So so well, that's true. The, the alpha thing, the alpha thing sparks some weird testosterone thing in all of us, right? The alpha, I've never considered myself an alpha. Uh, there's a huge contingency online. If you do proclaim yourself as that, then you're probably not. Right. And I find that stuff pretty funny because I don't think I am. And then I'm not trying to confirm that. I just know that I'm a wuss bag. Listen, when the shit goes down, I'm gonna hide behind you and try to take your shit when you die or stab you in the back and get your bunker. I'm just I'm not alpha. I'm an opportunist, I'm a vulture or a coyote. That's 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 who succeeds all the time, right? <clears throat> that being said, you need somebody to just like I said before, set expectations and then also abide by those expectations. Do you think that I don't want to rip the legs off of some of these 28-year-old motherfuckers? Of course I want to. Of course. However, in an act of kindness, and also sometimes I can't because I'm fucking old and barely breathing, uh, I also realize that if we set the expectations, we're going to hit that meat of the pie. We're going to hit that majority of people. So, yes, this Coles ride was something totally different before. And when I moved to hashtag Trail Hasse, I moved here and they said like, it took me a while. There's this whole like weird thing. And it's not just Tallahassee. Like when some group says, Hey, we're the most inclusive group. They're not. Yep. The most inclusive group is just inclusive without saying it. Yep. they just are. You hear about them. So I heard about two other group rides. It was all those already. And it took me about a year of being in Tallahassee where somebody said like oh dude so you're like smashing these other rides you should probably go on this ride the calls ride and I was like oh sweet and then I went and it was a fucking blast a credit to all those dudes before that ride during that ride and after that ride I loved that ride but it kind of fell into some disrepair and some weird uh, attributes that maybe didn't make that ride as successful so it got really slim And thankfully, excuse you, that ride died off enough to where a schlub like me could kind of take it over and change it. So we're in the parking lot and I say, hey, guys. uh, And I post it every morning at 6 a.m. or whatever. This is the time we meet. This this is when we leave. We've had guys pull up in the parking lot at 530. Guess what? We leave at 530. That's not a soft thing. And I know it sucks for that dude. Uh, He's from Asheville. But he chased on us so fast because he was, like, shocked that we left. And when he pulled up next to us after a couple miles, he sweated his balls off. I didn't check, but I'm assuming. He got to us and said, you guys don't wait? I'm like, we don't wait for anybody who's late. And that seems very strict and very whatever. But he showed up to the next two rides on time. Right. He showed up on time. He was kidded on his bike, and we left. So it's kind of a weird – there has to be – there should be somebody leading these things to be willing to be the quote-unquote asshole, right? It's not an asshole to say, hey, we're leaving at 530, and then, well, we'll wait for you until 535 till you get your shoes on and pump your tires up or whatever. There needs to be somebody who's willing to be that, uh, what does Ricky Gervais say, cunt? <laughs> that can also say, like, hey, you're late, we left, that's what we do. And guess what, next week, same thing. So if you want to come a year from now, we're still doing it you know, show up at 520 right? and get dropped like a bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I, uh, I appreciate that because my problem is um, often I, our group rides are about an hour is what they time out to be. And I, I literally, I get my hour of time and I go, uh, I ride from six till seven and I, I can't hang out in the parking lot with school open anymore. Like I have to get my kids right, right to bed. I usually have work. I left work early to probably get there on time. And so then I still have to work. So for me, it is important to be punctual. It's respect for not just my time, but everybody else's time to, to hit that up. And what's been interesting is like lately, there's been like, we finished the, the group ride and then there's like the the part twos or the let's keep going or, uh, and, and one more, or what is it? And one more again, or whatever it is. And so they just go ride some more for a little while. That's great. But it lets us all like, I, com- I, I rode the group ride as a community and the extension of that keeps going. If. You want it to? Great. If not, I'm going to go home and, you know, get dinner ready. I had a question for you that relates, because this is a great idea on steering the podcast this way. And I very much appreciate it. Is there a, since you've been running these for a while, is there, let's say there's other groups out there or, because that's something that's very important to me. And Dale has been like, how do we encourage other communities? Because we certainly felt at a loss, I think. Dale, having met you and then some of the advice you gave early on and then uh, additional other people that have come along in our lives have benefited, is there any advice you have for groups out there that maybe their group rides are sucking or they don't have any group rides at all? Do you have any advice for anybody out there like how to maybe encourage them to push forward on that? And that's for both of you because I think it's an interesting question from both perspectives. Dale's responsible for our group rides. You're responsible for your group rides. What is your take? And I'll let Nixon go first because he's longer winded.
2: Oof, I don't know if you have the the what is the thing you saw the USB to have all that information. Yeah, that's correct. But I'm going to tell you, I think continuity is the biggest thing. But in the continuity of like showing up, you do everybody has Strava, most people have Strava, right? Free or eighty bucks or overpriced, whatever it is. They're going to see that you went when it was drizzling, right? We don't ride wet trails, but they're going to see you went when it was. 98 degrees they're going to see that you went when there was one person they're going to see that you and it's just this weird like um i can't remember what the word is and by the way my vocabulary increases magnanimously when i'm on this podcast because i'm hanging out with with uh, one and a half geniuses uh but there's something to the continuity of just letting people know like hey we always go so some people will show up that will will get dropped or be slow whatever but they know hey drew and dale they've got this thing going and i'm going to show up and i think that you've all led group rides that's what we live for we're not living we like riding bikes and we can ride bikes anytime we do but when somebody else shows up whether it's one or nine or 15 people man the stoke level for me and i'm assuming for the other people that show up is i mean it's exponential it's just huge and that that weird, like i said that buffalo herd of tires going over roots, and I'm getting excited now talking about yesterday, just remembering uh, I had a vine, so we don't, we're a non-stop ride. I remember this vine, and I spoke about it in the parking lot, but hopping over logs and doing other shit, I forgot. And the vine went right across my face yesterday, ripped off my sun, my, my glasses, which are clear lens. they ripped them off, and we're a an non-stop ride. And I'm an, I'm an idiot. I should have just stopped, but I didn't, because we're a non-stop ride. So I'm trying to keep that continuity. So we left. Two dudes behind me crashed because the vine went around my neck and off my face and then ripped my glasses off and I kept going. And then some dude, dude, you talk about like chilling, right? The goosebumps. A mile later, we're on this like kind of open dirt road section. And this dude pulls up and he goes, I got your glasses. And he hands them off to me nonstop. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. How badass is that? This whole thing is like making this ride, this whole like 10 dudes testosterone pumped up are trying to help each other. And I think that's Ride the Rebellion. We're all a bunch of dudes, girls, whatever, people riding bikes, just trying to have fun with each other. Yes, we're trying to drop you and prove that we're faster. But in the meantime, while we're not, we're trying to help each other.
0: That's crazy. Good answer. Now, Dale, follow that one up.
1: Well, the ironic thing is I was actually going to say the same, similar, but not continuity. I was just going to say consistency and being consistent. Like, I've always said if there's a group ride on Tuesday, I'll be there on Tuesday. If there's a if it's a thing on Friday, I'll be there on Friday. Like, I've always said that you have to remain consistent because the first Tuesday that somebody new shows up and you're not there, guess what? They'll never come. So it's always been like Hey, if I'm here, if I say I'm going to be here, I'm going to be there. And I think that that's been the hardest part. But then again, it also comes to the fact where it's like, damn, it's a double edged sword because the consistency side is those guys that are marginal that can talk themselves out of going on Tuesday. are Like, well, they'll be there next Tuesday. Or they'll be there Thursday. But I mean, I'll be there every day. As long as I, I mean, I have kids and stuff. So there's that. But
2: <laughs> look at that guy. Hey puppy, uh, a rider identifies as female. Look at that lady. Look at that bitch. This one. <laughs> this one. is not. I identify as Look at that bitch. Uh, I'm, I'm take two in it with
0: that with the bitch line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, there is a real physical and emotional investment in making group rights happen. I think maybe like thinking beyond us as people. We hope that whatever we did inspires somebody to carry on that tradition, right? So after we age out or we die or we have a basketball injury or some bullshit excuse, we just hope that somebody else carries that torch to make it fun for people. Not be the same thing, right? but just be more fun for the next generation of people coming through.
1: Well, I keep saying that too. It's like yeah, we do a lot and we try to do a lot and we may not do everything other people want, but I want
0: somebody to take the torch because Maybe they have better ideas than what I have. Well, here it is. that's Go what I was, it. I was literally about to say. Like, I think one of the challenges is like, it's inspiring others not to just show up for the ride, but you've got to all these groups or the communities or whatever, you want to inspire leadership to pick it up when you can't. Cause if you don't, then that's, you know, Like you gotta have an alternate. Just the reality of it. If you don't have an alternate, then you're positioning yourself for um like reliance on one single individual, singular individual could be catastrophic. So you need that person to kickstart it, but then you need that you need to build and invest in people uh that they believe that they can do it too, so they they help along. And at some point to your both you guys' points, if somebody else wants to take the torch and let them run with it and you and you started it, but now they're carrying it. Let them carry it. Like step away, because that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna share. I mean, leadership is. If leadership is built on one person, it's uh fragile. It's extremely fragile. That's exactly right. That's
2: exactly right. It's like the Steve Perry effect. You mean from Journey? Yeah, you old ass bitches. You know who Journey is? <laughs> yeah. Steve Perry had to retire because his voice was fucked up, and then some. I think. Vietnamese or Korean guy took over and he sounded just as good if not better yeah but now he's fucked because Steve Perry came back (laughs)
1: Look how proud he is he's
0: so proud proud. (laughs) Uh, it's like
1: there's a metal band man in there
0: yeah so (sighs)
1: hey I saw I followed you we're going to change the subject from group rise are you done with the group rise yeah yeah. we're Um, close to yeah I guess I guess we're done just tell us what you did this
2: summer I saw some of your oh I mean, besides taking care of myself, like mental stability, right? yeah right, and those guyers uh, was shaking up a lot of ciders, so that I don't like them carbonated, right that's what I was, that's what I meant. Uh, this summer, so I worked a summer camp uh, with kids in North Carolina for 27 seasons 27 six month seasons. Uh, I fucking hate kids, but the money was so good. I was like, why not stay and make, make the cash right? So now I'm rich. Emotionally broke financially, but, uh, this summer was, was really buckling down with shop and doing my 14 hours a week, which, you know, it's emotionally taxing, but I can do it 14, yeah, not in a row, but over seven days I can do 14 hours. Uh, and the Epic bikes in Tallahassee, they are so, they're so supportive of what I do because I think they don't know what I do, <laughs> but they're fantastic guys. And I love it because we have guys that come in and hang out. And we have people that show up before we open because it's, it's, it's a thing that our shop offers. Hey, are you not able to put a chain on? Have you never done a crank change? Have you never adjusted your suspension? Mm-hmm. Come in before we open because I'm there. And you get to use professional tools under professional management. And you can do your own labor and you don't pay for labor. You just pay for parts. And that's been a really fun thing for the summer to have these random guys come in. Whether they're like ham-fisted or grease heads or whatever. They come in and they learn the right way to do it. And they get empowered to be like, why is a bike shop empowering people to work on their own bikes? It's like, because we want people riding their bikes longer. And we have more than enough people that don't know what they're doing. And they'll pay us to do the work. But at the same time, our guys are like, "Hey, we're trying to build a community. Some people want to come in early and work on their own bikes. You want to teach them? That's fantastic. And I I love that. It's, it's like the group ride thing. It's just getting people excited about bikes, whether it's road bikes, hybrids, trail bikes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's all. Summer's been that, and also spending. Uh, listen, my life is amazing because of my partner, uh, Fisher and If you have a neck injury or whatever, uh, but she. She makes it happen for me, for sure. That and that thing. Which is probably worn out from sleeping all day, for sure. So summer's been fantastic, a lot of heat, but just being smart. We've had a couple guys in town that have overdone it, but that's a good lesson for everybody else. Like, hey, overhydrate. Just drink before, drink during, and then drink after. Not ciders or whatever, Uh, but just be smart about riding in 97 degrees, and ninety-eight percent humidity, which is murder. Oh, by the way, we have had two Florida guys: Tim Zimmerman uh, from Z Boys Racing, and Bob McCarty from Alex's Bike Shop. They both got national titles in the fifty and the fifty-five plus Cat One Expert Sick. in Pennsylvania for cross-country racing. That's fantastic. Those guys are a pretty nice, right? Ugly as sin. That's probably why they're so nice. Personality being what they got to lean on. But fast as shit. And again, that Kelly Slater effect. You, you go out riding for three hours, you're peddling for three hours. Go to Pennsylvania and smoke those bitches.
0: Yeah. It goes back to the thing. It's one of my favorite things from that first episode you were on that. Changed my entire mentality on riding. It still affects me. It's more so now. Even I talked about a couple episodes ago how I was. I think you commented, but I was headed more towards a, a more of a trail bike, all mountain type scenario. Um, certainly, just because of I think about that. Like I enjoy that pedaling. I like going up a mountain to go down a mountain, or up a trail to go down a trail. I enjoy both. So for me, it's it's not a matter of um, one thing, but what I think is better. So I appreciate that that advice years or months ago a year ago whatever it was that uh steered that way i have one one last question for you
2: what last we're done
0: yeah i think we're there
2: oh shit i panicked i'm panicked because i want to talk about pisca but go ahead how oh, what are you gonna say about pisca go ahead no no you you first
0: you first ladies so my first. question was what are you gonna say about pisca go
2: ahead <laughs> <laughs> i hate it don't go go to mobile Arrive with those schlubs. I feel like that's a oh. bullshit. Oh, <laughs> that's bullshit. It yep. really did. Yep. Listen, hey, I'll, the fact that we have any, the fact that you have invited me, I'm so flattered, and I'll always fuck up the podcast by mentioning how flattered I am, but that you guys actually want me on, and whether it's desperate or whatever it is, I don't care. I'm excited to be here. I, I love it you know, because I'm just talking shit and I barely ride a bike and I work at a shop where most of my mechanic, uh, abilities are questioned rightfully. So, but at the same time, I'm happy to share my, my shit. And I love that you guys want me to, to do that as well. So if it's a Tommy thing, let's leave Pisco till next time, because we fucking smoked two Colorado guys that made fun of us for five days. But they only made fun of us after we waited for them on the uphill and then waited for them on the downhill with our spandex and our 120 travel bikes in Pisca. on oh, the gnarly shit. We dropped those bitches. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. What was your question? Well, I think that did <laughs> it. Uh, that did the pig it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have anything else you need to ask him? No, I think I'm good. I yeah, mean we're done talking we could talk to you forever. yeah, I mean, the problem is I feel like we can make like a anthology of twelve hour episodes of of various things, but um we gotta string you out
2: because that way we make more money. He's already strung
0: out, but further straight.
2: I mean, I got cider here. I'm good. We' are that' strung out <laughs> <laughs> did you uh did you uh
0: yeah, I'm gonna save it. I got questions for the next episode because you did such a good job. I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit whether you like it or not. You did a very good job of of bringing that group ride mechanic in because that's one thing that uh, we've had a lot of people ask about that stuff and and um again that's why I think you're kind of like the uh, godfather the grandfather without being old of the of the uh, the youngest grandfather ever of the uh, of the reb is that that was very that was very intuitive so I appreciate that because we get a, we really do get that question people are always asking like. Not that Dale and I have done anything that magical to us. We just did what we had to do. But there's a lot of people that are are dreaming for the exact same thing you said. That romantic uh, gesture you just offered in the sense of these three group rides you do. There's people that want that more than anything. They don't have access to it. And so I think inspiring with your words and, and hopefully some of the stuff me and Dale said made sense too. But I think that could leave people with a chance to, to blossom, man. And then... That's the best, worst part of any of this kind of stuff is that I can go to you and I I can see the effect of what's happened. I can look to you as, as like a future leader to say, he's been doing this for a while and look how it changed an environment and look how the world is better around him. Like he shaped it. Me and Dale can chase the same thing, but none of us may never, we may never know that somebody in some other state that we never get to meet that maybe the stuff that we talked about here influenced them and it changes their entire life. I think that's just, it's it's very uh, psychological, but I think it's very much a real thing. So I just want to say thank you. That was a long way to say thanks.
2: I Thank you, Drew. I And Dale, I really appreciate a, a, a couple things. I love it that you value my opinion, which is just an opinion. I love it that you guys let me beat up on you, like joking or whatever. I, I love that. And it it's, it's time of like, being sensitive or whatever. I, I get that. But part of, part of what we do on these this community thing is when we start razzing you, it's because we love you. We just need to balance, it Makes you pop. get out of your car, pull your bike off, drop some shit. And then we'll start, then we'll start doing that. You're already in the community. You showed up, yes. you're in. That's it. That's it. Whether you're slow or fast or in between, you're in the group already. So that's, I really appreciate that you guys let me, uh, hang out with you guys and, and talk shop. I, I fucking love it and I'm I'm desperate. I got nothing else going on. So anytime you guys want to do this, please hit me up. And then uh, whatever those dings were during the podcast, I'm sure you're getting monetized. I'm gonna see a piece of that. Otherwise my lawyer will be contacting you and let's 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 divvy up that three bucks or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> yeah you can buy one one more cider with
2: it. That's all I need. It's always one more.
0: He drinks that craft shit. It's real expensive. I just put I just put vodka and apple juice and add some sprite to it. Bold
2: rock. Well, that's that. That probably works, but you can get something that tastes good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna say uh, we'll kill the interview here, and then we'll wrap the show up. So stand by Nixon; don't leave the uh, stream for just one second. As always, uh, Nixon is a treat to have on the show. I think uh, this whole idea about. It's interesting he steered the show towards group rides as I said at the end of it. It was I thought it was pretty good because that's kind of what we've been thinking about and talking about and communalizing about and all that shit. so it was good stuff. we
1: uh, we love Sorba here. Um, but the one thing that Sorba has done that I can actually tangibly hold in my hand if he'd let me is Nixon. Yeah. He brought. I went to a Sorbus summit and I met Nixon there, and that to me is as valuable as anything that Sorbus ever done for me. So yeah, like I appreciate that was worth all the money. Yeah, it was worth it all, yeah. and like the relationship Nixon's worth have, about one hundred and fifty bucks. 49.99 eh, ninety nine.
0: <laughs> one forty nine ninety nine. An <laughs> extra penny. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I appreciate that cycling has brought us a friend in Nixon, and I'm glad. I mean, it's it's inspiring, and when we're all three collaborating together. It just, it makes me want to go ride my bike.
0: It really does. I mean, it, it's amazing how he has the ability to transmit stoke. Mm-hmm. If you have not listened to his first episode, if this is the first episode you've ever heard of his, yeah. go back and listen to the first one. Get to know him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's in the, he's in the room for that one and it's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, And get to know him, but yeah, it, it's amazing how he is able to through a camera. And this time he did it through the stupid internet. Right. Like, he just can transmit the stoke. It's it's amazing that he's, but I, again, that's why he's a treasure. That's why we're very. I, I don't take it lightly that we call him the Godfather Grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it too. I'm sure. I'm sure he loves the grandfather part a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I, I again,
1: thanks Nixon. I know you're listening because you're our only fan. Uh, hey. Um. But I know I know you're listening, so I we truly appreciate it and can't wait to have you on again.
0: All right, that being said, um, that's going to close it out. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials, except for X. Are we on X? No. That used to be Twitter. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, you can find us at Ride the Rebellion on all the things. You can find us over there. Uh, there's a bunch of great content out there from previous races or whatever we're doing. You can check that stuff out. It's all there for you. Past episodes on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. Basically, wherever wherever you listen to a podcast, we're there for you for the most part. I think we're even on iHeart. I think I put us on iHeart now. So we're on iHeartRadio. Awesome. We are the number slowest, uh podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're we're, cl- we're slowly, ranked. We're like... Uh, we, are, we are a ranked mountain bike podcast. That's right. You could say that. World that's good ranked. marketing. Yeah. yeah. Right. World renowned. But, well, technically, yes. Mm. Um, all right. With that being said, just remember what Dale Boyd says. Get off your ass and go to a group ride and enjoy yourself. That was good. Good ending. <laughs>
2: Gentlemen, eyes up here, gentlemen, eyes up here.